Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Good evening, everybody. It is Isaac Sines here on the Chase Podcast. It is December 5th, and on the line for an interview today is Broncos tight end Tim Semich. Semich went undrafted out of Northern Illinois back in 2015, had stints with the Miami Dolphins, Chargers, Titans, and Now he's with the Denver Broncos as he signed with them on November 28th. So first things first, Tim, thank you for taking the time to join the Chase Podcast. And how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, man. So, Tim, as I just mentioned, you've been in and out of the league for the last four years since going undrafted. Can you speak on what that process was like, waiting on your NFL opportunities, not hearing your name called on draft night? Can you give some insight on that? Yeah, uh, I mean, draft day, the whole weekend really uh, was super stressful because, uh, you know, being a, a lower-level guy, you never really know who knows about you, who doesn't know about you. Um, so, I mean, it's it was probably one of the longest three-day stretches of my life, I mean. So going into it, I knew the first night my name wasn't going to get called. But that second and third day, um, I was doing everything possible to not look at the TV, to not be on my phone. Um, you know, I went golfing with friends. I went fishing with a friend. I was, I was doing everything to, to keep my eyes off the screen. Otherwise, I would have been just been staring at my phone the whole time. Um, but, I mean, it was, it was exciting when I finally got that call from the Dolphins coming in for a workout. Uh, it just, like I said, it, took, it felt like it took an eternity for those two days to go by. Getting drafted seems to be the norm for players that come from big-time Division I programs. And you coming out of Northern Illinois, it's still D1, but a little bit on a smaller scale and not being drafted. How did you embrace that underdog mantra coming from NIU? And how did it motivate you to continue your pursuit of an NFL career? I mean, for me, it was just, it was an everyday kind of thing. Um, I kind of appreciated the fact that I was undrafted um, just because every day I stepped on that field, uh, you know, kind of empowering for someone to be like, wait, who's that again? Or, or for like a guy, like when I was in Miami, for a guy like the Dominic or Cam Wake to come up to me and be like, wait, where'd you play again? Like, 
you know, I mean, guys were mispronouncing my school. Guys, you know, thought I went one place or another. Um, but for me, it was just it was another thing that like, to motivate me every single day. Whether it was a meeting, a weight room, on the practice field, it was just like, all right, like I got to prove myself every single day because there are guys who still don't know who I am. There are coaches who don't know who I am. So it was just more motivation for me. Now you spent some time in Tennessee and. You had the chance to play with tight end Delaney Walker, 34-year-old tight end, and he also came from a smaller college, Central Missouri. Did you know him? And if you did, how did his veteranship and experience help you become a better player on and off the field? Uh, I actually, I, I did know Delaney because um, I was, well, not personally, but I knew his name. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. I remember the, the school I started at, uh, Nebraska, Omaha. Um, was in the same division as Delaney. So I remember when I was younger going to the UNL games and his name being called. And, you know, he was going to be kind of a, a big name guy when he came out. Uh, you know, he played in a Super Bowl, almost won a Super Bowl, and hopefully he gets to another one. Um, but he's the kind of guy that, you know, you could go to him with any kind of question, football or non-football, um, and he, he'd be willing to sit down and talk stuff out when you watch film or even on, on the field. Um, so for me, it was just kind of an honor to kind of sit in the same room with him. I mean, we sat at the same table in, in meetings and our lockers were right next to each other. So I mean, any, any chance I got, I was, I was picking Delaney's brain. Almost, almost felt annoying sometimes, but I mean, he's a really cool guy about it. And he was always willing to help no matter what it was. So you recently caught on with the Broncos and are an active member of their practice squad. Can you explain what it's like being a member of a practice squad in the National Football League and how it helps enhance your skill set as a professional player? Yeah, so, I mean, the practice squad is, you know, not a lot of people know about it. I mean, I I know the true diehard fans know about it, but there's a lot of people, even when I tell them, yeah, I'm a practice squad member, they're like, well, what is that? Um, So, I mean, every day, you know, you're going to wear multiple hats. You do, you know, special teams. You know, um, you, sometimes you got to fill in for guys that are on the active. Maybe they can't, um, you know, maybe, you know, they got a hamstring or an ankle or something they're working on. So you got to fill in with the one. But then at the same time, you know, for an offensive guy, you're, you're running scouting, um, you know, versus the, the, the starters on defense. So he was, you know, I got to go against Vaughn and I got to go against um, Chubb every single day and then all the, all the linebackers in the secondary. But I mean, it's, you know, you're running, you're running the opposing team's offense so you gotta almost learn a whole new offense every single week um which is a benefit because you know for a guy like me who bounces around a lot you start seeing that schemes are you know the same in different places or terminology might be the same uh, and then at the end of the day you know you're going against the ones so you know here i'm going against Vaughn miller and bradley chubb and uh, when i was in miami i was going against you know cam wake and Dominic two every single day you know last year i see i was going against you know, burning a rap every other every other rep. Um, so it's it's just a, it's just a way to get better. I mean, you know, there's no way to to beat the best unless you can play with the best. And practicing every single day versus the ones the best way to do it. My ass. Now I've seen a couple of your profiles online, and you're listed as six seven six eight two hundred and seventy pounds. And so with that type of size and being a tight end. I'd imagine that you're utilized a lot as an inline blocking tight end, as you just mentioned. And now that you said that you've gone against Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, the top pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, who both, by the way, have eclipsed the 10-sack number on the season, what is that that experience like, man? Trying to go toe-to-toe with both of those guys who Miller's a little bit more of the quick 
guy off the line of scrimmage and Chubb, a little bit more power with his hands. Can you talk about that uh, matchup between those two guys? I mean, it's it's a it's a little intimidating the first time. You know, you put your hand in the dirt, and you know, maybe like if it's a if it's a pass pro, you know, I put my hand in the dirt and I look look out of my corner of my eye, and it's oh great, that's Von Miller. Those guys that get paid millions and millions of dollars who can't block him, and now I gotta try to block him. Um, so I mean, it's it's a learning opportunity, and at first it's it's a little intimidating, but I mean. There's no point in stepping on the field in, in the NFL unless, you know, you think you're the best and you think you can handle it. So, for me, it's just like, all right, I got to do my job. That's Paul Miller. He's fast. I got to be faster. You know what I mean? Chubb is a big, powerful guy, but he's not slow either, so it's the same thing. You know, it's, all right, you know, he's a big guy. So he's a high draft pick. All right, I got to be a, a high draft pick caliber tight end and show what I can do. Because, you know what I mean? You never know. P-Squad, you never know when you want to call it. You might be on P-Squad the whole year. You might get called up the next week. So, I mean... Sooner or later, you're going to be blocking a one, whether it's in practice or whether it's on Sundays. So you just got to kind of kind of have the mindset that I can do it. The Broncos—they've won three straight games and are well alive in the playoff hunt at six and six. What is the mood and vibe of the team entering Week 14? I mean, from what I can tell, everybody's you know spirits are high. I mean, winning cures all. I mean, I have. I haven't been here the whole year, obviously, so I can't speak to how things were earlier in the year. But I mean, from what I can tell in the locker room, you know, you know, guys are vibing, guys are excited to get to get to work, get to meetings, get to practice, um, you know, ready to get to get out to San Fran. But I mean, I think they're two and nine, two and ten, but they're a decisively good team. So you know, guys are guys are pumped for the game, and you know, guys are just happy winning, happy to be uh, happy to be part of a winning team right now. Now, unfortunately, veteran wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders went down with a torn Achilles. It was reported earlier this afternoon. What does his loss mean to this football team, and what type of leader has he been during your short time being around him in the locker room? I mean, losing a, a caliber player like that um, is a tough blow. I didn't. I honestly didn't know um, he went down at practice until the end of the day. And I mean, I know there's been reports, but I don't know the full. The team hasn't released, as far as I know, full extent um, injury-wise. But, I mean, he's a good guy. I mean, my first day, I mean, my locker's right across from him. I was sitting down, kind of going through the playbook. And he came up, he introduced himself. Um, you know what I mean? He was like, hey, man, what's up? My name's Emmanuel. Like, you need anything? Like, you need help with the contest? Like, let me know. Uh, so, I mean, as far as I, as far as, you know, the one week I've been here, you know, he's a real good, real good, real good guy. And just, I mean, I'm a leader on the field and off the field, so. I'm sure regardless of the length of his injury, I'm sure he'll be around. I'm sure he'll be helping guys. I mean, losing a guy like that's tough, but, I mean, National Football League, it's next man up, whether it's, you know, the activated practice ball guy or bringing another guy in. It's, all right, we got, you know, we got games and we got to keep going. Now, I'm not so, so sure how much you've played with Case Keenum since he's the starting quarterback, but he signed with Denver on a multi-year contract over the offseason and he's had a little bit of a resurgence over the last couple of weeks. You know, being around him, seeing how that first team offense operates, what are some uh, skills, some intangibles that he brings to the organization as its signal caller? I mean, everything that I've seen is, you know, he's just incredibly smart when it comes football-wise. Like, you know, whether it's calling out the defense, whether it's, you know, making adjustments on the fly, um, in practice and in game day, 
I mean, he's the type of guy that, I mean, he's been around, he's seen it all, he's been in a bunch of different systems. Um, so I think, you know, the biggest thing is that, like, he can probably tell every single guy on the football field what they're doing and how they should do it offensively and defensively. I mean, today there was a couple of guys on the scout team that I think they got their card a little mixed up like that. And they, the offense ran the rep and, and he was, Gates was like, nope, like, that's not right. And he kind of, without a coach saying a word, he kind of, put the defensive scout guys into, like, proper alignment, and then the offense re-ran the play. And he's like, yep, that's how it's going to look on Sunday. Which is, that's something I've never really seen before. And, I mean, to me, that's incredibly impressive to be that smart football-wise. Tim, you know, the NFL, it's continuing to evolve into more of a passing league. With that being said, how have you been able to improve your skills as a pass catcher and route runner since entering the league? Uh, for me, it's kind of the everyday kind of mindset. Um, you know, I, I think I was a little raw coming out of college, um, both blocking and uh, route-wise. But, I mean, for me, it's, it's every single day, whether it's the scout team quarterback, the number two quarterback, or, I mean, if a guy like Case is open, like, hey, like, snapping him before practice, after practice, like, hey, can I run a route at, like, 50%. You know what I mean? Um, and then on top of that, it's just watching film. You know, I've always been kind of – and my nickname at a few different places has been Baby Gronk because I kind of look like Gronk and we kind of run the same or the same size. So I watch a lot of, you know, uh, Gronk film. I watch a lot of film from Jason Witten and Tony Gonzalez because they're you know, bigger tight ends. But they still caught the ball better than anybody. Um, so for me, it's just, you know, it's an everyday mindset. Like, okay, today I'm going to work on this route. Today I'm going to work on that route, you know, and just kind of taking the opportunity when it comes, when that pops up on scout team or on offense. Now, I know you just talked about it and, and mentioned a couple of tight ends that you model your game after. You know, Rob Gronkowski, Tony Gonzalez, and Jason Witten. Of those, or maybe another tight end in the NFL that's played and maybe he's already retired, is there one of them that you looked up to at an early age that you said, you know what, when I get to the professional level one day, I want to be able to replicate my skill set just the way he does? Uh, for me, it's... It probably would be uh, Gonzalez, you know, in Omaha. He was in Kansas City, you know, just south of us. So, I mean, their games were always on. Um, and then another tight end, I mean, size-wise, I'm not the same as them, but a guy that I, I really, I think, embodied kind of the, the, the three-down tight end um, was Dallas Clark um, in Indianapolis. You know, that guy, that guy played fullback. He was an inline tight end. They just put him out. You know, he'd catch passes and run all over everybody. Um, so, it's a... Those two guys, and then as I was getting older, I really kind of modeled myself, tried to model myself after uh, Jason Witten. And then obviously when Gronk got into the league, I was like, well, if he could do it, I could do it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'd say Gonzo and Dallas Clark, for sure, when I was younger, were probably the guys that I looked up to the most. Going back to your length and size, how is your reach beneficial for you when blocking defensive ends and linebackers? And what is your favorite play to block on? Is it outside zone, inside zone, tosses, pitches, counters? What would your favorite block be? Um, as far as my length, I mean, I think it comes in handy because you know a lot of a lot of guys, especially now, are really long defenders, so they like to do that long arm technique. Um, so when I can kind of get two hands on them when they're not expecting it, I think that really helps me. Um, but for me, like you know, my, uh, my one of my college coaches used to joke that I was I was born. 15 years too late because um, I would have been like a hell of an 80s tight end. Um, my, honestly, my favorite play to, to block is just power. You know, put the ball on the ground, 
like man on man, like just power. You know, um, that's probably my go-to play if I was a play caller for for me to block. Anyways, all right, mono me mono. Let's see who can get it done. What is it like playing for Vance Joseph? You know, there's been some reports out there about his job security a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it looks like this team is rallying behind him. What type of leadership qualities does he bring to the team? I mean, he, as far as I can tell, in the, in the week I've been here, uh, he's you know he's a real players coach. I mean, if guys you know if guys have something ailing them, you know he's not going to be one of those guys like no, like you got to go do it, you got to go do this not like, the guy has an issue, like he wants the guy to take care of that issue, um, whether it's on the field or off the field kind of thing. Uh, you know, he, and he was super welcoming. You know, my first day, you know, he kind of sat me down, kind of explained the situation. You know, I've had some tight ends injuries, and I mean, he was super motivated. He was like, he was like, hey, like I know you just got here, but like show that you show that you can handle like what we throw you. You know, learn the playbook, ask questions. And, you know, nothing's out of the question that we don't call you up in a week or two, which is for me. You know, a lot of teams. They treat their, their practice squad like that. It's like that, that's all it is, a practice squad. And for him, this my first day. It's hard to talk about, you know, possibly calling, calling me up, regardless of whether or not someone gets hurt. Like, that meant a lot. And, you know, my first day, day here, I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to play for this guy. Like, full blow. He's going to get everything I can. So, as far as I can tell, he's a great, great players coach and a great motivator. What does your practice schedule look like during the week? I know you're just new to Denver still, but what does your daily routine look like being on the practice squad, and how have you been able to adapt to that altitude in Denver? Uh, well, first, the altitude, my first, I mean, even at my workout, um, the, the altitude is real. You really notice it. Um, I mean, you notice it when you're trying to recover, but when you really hit that gas pedal and try to you know, hit full speed, I think that's when it kind of knocks you on your butt a little bit. Uh, and then the second day, the second day was worse, you know, trying to recover off of altitude. You know, you can really tell it makes a difference. Um, but I mean, practice wise, it's like I said, like being a practice squad guy, you kind of got to wear a lot of hats. So, you know, if it's special teams, like, you know, you know you're on the punt rush or, or, you know, you're on the field goal block or, uh, you know, kind of depends by day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, there's a little different phase that's handled. Um, so, I mean, you got to bounce around and you kind of got to know, all right, you know, this period I'm over here, um, you know, this period I'm over there. Uh, and it's just kind of, you just kind of got to be ready for anything. Because you never know, like every once in a while, you know, if down defense goes down, you know, maybe, I mean, it hasn't happened here yet, but it's happened uh, other places that advance. Like, oh, hey, Kim, like we need you to go play defense event. Um, so you really kind of got to get ready for the kitchen sink to get thrown at you because you never know what can happen at a practice. Now, Tim, again, man, I, I know you're busy and, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today for an interview. I want to let you know that I'm going to continue to root for you, man. Keep up the good work there in Denver, and I hope you get your opportunity soon. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you. All right, having me on too. All right, man. Take care, and God bless. Thanks, man. You too. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.